Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. Whenever someone has asked me about 1 Thessalonians 4.17, where St. Paul instructs that Christians should pray without ceasing, I usually respond with my understanding that St. Paul was using hyperbole to lead us to pray as often as we can. And that's mostly true. We should start somewhere by going to God in our hearts throughout the day to ensure that we stay connected to Him. However, the further down the road I get in my journey with God, the more I'm beginning to wonder, is it actually possible to always pray? The following is a little bit of my story concerning how I've come to learn how to pray and how God has formed me in this over the years. I'm what they call a revert. I was baptized and raised Catholic, then I fell away from the church around 15 or 16. I remember thinking as an 8th grader that I would never do drugs or drink underage. Unfortunately, that did not last long going into my high school career. I'm a revert because I eventually did come back to the faith. I actually gave up everything I was addicted to in one day. Well, I did smoke one last cigarette, but eventually gave that up too. And this was after wanting to quit my addictions for three years and failing to do so. I went to a rehab for a year and did a two-week detox stint about a year after that and to no avail. Now for me to give up weed, alcohol, pornography, I was getting into cocaine again within the last few months that I was giving into my addictions. Plus I gave up smoking like three days after I dropped these other things. But for me to give these up, cold turkey, what I had failed to do since I was 18 is an absolute miracle. God did something. Looking back, It's hard not to be in awe of what God did. First, through the instrument of my parents, he brought me to a Catholic college. I was 21, attempting my third freshman year of college, and God brought me there because he wanted to have a relationship with me. He wanted me to learn about him, which I did through a lot of great classes I took, and he wanted me to learn how to pray to him, which also came from the classes, conversations with others, but also God himself taught me how to pray. You see... God introduced himself to me when I was 21. I never have really talked about this in the 13 years since it started to happen, Uh, but basically everything I have today has come from God and the great mercy he had in introducing himself to me. Now what I'm about to share with you might sound a little different, but I am positive that many people have had similar experiences, and I do not share this to elevate myself. I did not do anything. To God goes all the glory. However, I believe God is going to pour more of himself out onto his faithful in this way. And sharing this, I believe, will help others believe so that they may receive what the good Lord wants to give. So do not doubt, but believe and receive. But first, if you don't mind, let's establish a few items to better understand how God formed me and assisted me in arriving at this idea that we can pray without ceasing. The proper understanding of prayer is spending time with God, being formed by Him, like sitting by a campfire and listening to His stories and songs. 
I arrived at the school with the understanding that prayer was simply asking God for stuff, so I never really did it. There is actually a diversity of prayer. Like, your local gym has several options to exercise different parts of the body. So, too, are there many types of prayers. Are there parts of the soul being exercised when we meditate on scripture or contemplate the gospel during the rosary? I don't know, but that would be cool. So, there are three modes of prayer. Vocal, meditation, and contemplation. Vocal is verbal prayers like the Hail Mary or Our Father. Meditation is thinking about God and the stuff of God. And contemplation is when you get to the level where God's thoughts become your thoughts in meditation. It is a divinely inspired experience of prayer where God guides your imagination to know Him and reality more. And the goal really of prayer is to arrive at contemplation. We want God leading us in prayer. Okay, so vocal first. We first look at different kinds of vocal prayer. I've heard this put in the acronym ACTS, Adoration, Contrition, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. An adoration is praising God, contrition is telling Him we are sorry for our sins, thanksgiving is exactly that, and supplication is asking God for things, which can be done uh, and is okay in the right proportion. Meditation is good, and I will say easier, because it's more of just thinking of God. No words are needed. Just remind yourself that you are in God's presence and think about Him. Or you can think about your life in relation to Him. What does He think about how you raise your kids, or how you talk to your brother or sister, or what does God think about your new relationship with that guy or girl? Thinking with God is a form of praying, just like you might go to your mom or dad or freshman year English teacher for help. But more traditionally, people think of meditating on scripture or a spiritual reading of some sort, or in particular, uh, meditating on the gospel events contained in the mysteries of the rosary. And so meditation is beautiful, but contemplation is better. This might seem silly or redundant to say now, but God is real. We're not just meditating to better ourselves here. This is a real being that we are in contact with. It's contact. We are connecting with God when we pray. I say this because sometimes I know I've gone through all these motions forgetting this. I still had faith and what I was doing was still great, but it's so much better when I keep in mind that God is there with me, listening to me. I mention all of these because understanding prayer in this way will assist us in praying without ceasing. We could use another analogy to understand this as well when we look at prayer as an ocean. The vocal prayer is the surface. Deep underwater is meditation and deeper still is contemplation. Each one has its nuances and beauty. The diversity of life and even the mood found in each one is different. So we have methods of praying that are composed of one or more than one of these three modes of prayer. These are all well-known or fairly well-known and can assist us to develop this life of praying without ceasing. Now, God did not superimpose this knowledge onto me in a moment. Honestly, it has been a journey these past 13 years learning and growing in God's truth. It all started when I began to seek after God, looking for the answers to my problems. He responded with more goodness than I could have possibly ever imagined. It was like my problems required a Phillips head screwdriver and God showed up with a bazooka, blasted me with it, and then threw the thing with a tightened screw at me too. And once again, I share this only to increase the faith because 
I believe God wants to pour more of this out on us today. I sought after God in prayer and he filled me up completely. I was taken utterly by surprise. I do not even remember why I started to go to daily mass, but I did. I started going to confession and then I was receiving the Eucharist. What God did for me in the Eucharist was better than any drug I've ever taken. The consolations were so sweet. It was holy inebriation at its finest. I began to crave the Eucharist. God was showing me his power and using it to bring me closer to him. Through others sharing their stories of faith and prayer, I started praying the rosary every day. I remember kneeling in the school's chapel late at night with a little piece of paper that had a map and instructions on how to pray the rosary, and I knew Mary was there with me. She was right there. I could sense her like you can sense when the guy behind you in the grocery line has no concept of space. Only she brought peace. So I tried to never miss the rosary and I frequented the Eucharist as often as I could. But keep in mind, I was in the midst of a great battle here. I was still very much addicted, especially to alcohol. I was actually in trouble with the school for my drinking at the time and began drinking every day. So if I wanted to receive, I would have to go to confession beforehand to confess my getting drunk or other grave sins. And I'm actually not ashamed to share that I went to confession every day for like two weeks so that I could receive that day. Because I was so addicted, I would go into and leave the confessional committed to never sin again, to never get drunk again. But then something would happen that would cause me to fall. For instance, one time I went back to my room and found a 40 randomly in my backpack and I thought, well, I can't waste this. And then I ended up binge drinking until like four in the morning or I'd go to a restaurant with friends and I couldn't say no, I was a mess. But like I said, God entered into my mess and began the slow work of putting me back together. Even now I think of what God has put back together in the past few years and he's still working. And so it was sometime after I hit up confession every day for those two weeks that I was able to give everything up in one day. My first day clean and sober was April 24th, 2007. Returning to school the next year, I was on fire. I did go to the other extreme with sin, you know, where I thought that everything was a sin, but God would correct that too, over time through prayer. And he really taught me to just spend time with him. I remember sitting in front of the tabernacle or an adoration many times prostrating myself, and he would fill me with such overwhelming joy. I can't explain it. I pray others can experience it so I don't have to try to. God is really real, and he taught me to just spend time with him and think about him. And it's like up to that point, he was showing me that I need to receive the Eucharist and spend time with him either in the church or just in my heart. And so I would continue doing this. And I was praying maybe like a total of two hours a day, you know, by attending mass, praying a rosary, doing a morning prayer and little recollections with the Father throughout the day. And that's incredible. We can become saints with that. But it was also when I had the time and freedom of a college student. Soon after graduation, I would have a job, wife and children that would place restrictions on my time and freedom. But the funny thing about responsibilities and restrictions is that God will use those to shepherd us. Have you ever held a baby who cries if you do anything other than stand or walk around the house? What a perfect time to engage God in prayer. And then I was able to utilize my time around work or during breaks at work to seek God. 
Every morning I would do my morning offering. I would go to Mass and then pray a rosary with other times of prayer with Jesus throughout the day. This went on for a good number of years. God was still gently consoling me in the Eucharist. I would speak to Him throughout my day, go through my daily prayer schedule and whatnot. And then about three years ago, I started praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Well, just the morning prayer. And I had done this at different times over the course of the past decade, but this time it was different. God once again poured Himself out upon me in an amazing way. It has been to such an extent that I can honestly understand David's words when he sings to God in Psalm 63, Your love is better than life. If what I have received during my time of praying the divine office was sustained 24-7, I would most likely die of starvation and dehydration because I would not eat or drink. It is entirely consuming and fulfilling. I'm at a loss of words to explain it. So naturally, I began to pray the liturgy of the hours at noon and at the evening prayer as well. And I do want to remind everyone that this is being shared for God's glory and to inspire faith so that he may do it for others. God is working in our lifetime, and he is moving me to share this so that others may have it as well. And so there are many different ways to pray that have been handed down through time and that are a great way to fill our days and grow closer to God. These are known to everyone, and God has especially led me in each of the following to guide me to utilize them in my relationship with Him. So I have a list here of just some prayers that I've thought of that I'd like to share. So first, there are the traditional vocal prayers, and these are the prayers that have been written throughout history and passed down through time. Let's see, Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be, Memorari, Guardian Angel Prayer, and there's more. These are neat because there's value in praying them, yet you don't need to think of what to say. It's also like having the church lead you in prayer. There's also extemporaneous prayers, which are beautiful, off the cuff, and definitely can be led by the Holy Spirit, and it's just you coming up with whatever you want to say to God. You can meditate on scriptures, pray the liturgy of the hours, there's mass, which is the greatest prayer, there's the rosary, which is the second greatest prayer, uh, stations of the cross, the angels at noon, singing religious songs is one of my favorite ways to pray the Jesus prayer and other short ejaculations, adoration, exposed or reposed, and then praying in tongues is something that I've found to be very beautiful. And there's still so much more. So by all means, don't feel restricted to this list. The goal is to pray as often as you can. So my advice would be to schedule the prayers that we just went over at different points throughout your day. And any time in between, we can cultivate the attitude of living and working in the presence of God. Do that as well. And if this still seems a bit overwhelming, just start. And don't stop. Don't feel the need to shotgun the whole list, you know. Just start with an Our Father every day at a certain time. And then when you're ready, add to it. But also, do not just do only what you want in this. Ask God what level of prayer He would like. And let Him gently lead you to where He wants you. If we listen, He will speak to us with His still, small voice. My favorite movie of all time is The Sound of Music. For those of you who are wondering, yes, I do think it's better even than Die Hard 2. Both are really good, but The Sound of Music happens to have the most incredible scene of all time. Okay, so part of that was a joke, you know, the whole Die Hard 2, but we're moving on. So in The Sound of Music, a father of, I think, seven kids is embittered and spirals into a life of selfishness after his wife dies. 
His children suffer greatly because of it. Then a new nanny shows up and teaches the children how to hear music and make music of their own. The beautiful scene that I was speaking of is when the father reaches the apex of his anger with the new nanny due to her treating his children like kids ought to be treated, but unlike how he wanted things done. Anyway, while he is outside yelling at the nanny, the kids start to sing. Not since his wife died has he cared to listen to music. The sound is shocking to him at first, but he slowly welcomes it and it uplifts his heart. He hears the music, pays attention to it, it softens him, and he becomes changed. He even joins in with the children's song, which shocks them as well. And the rest of the movie is incredible too, so see it if you haven't before. God's music is always playing. We cannot let the bitterness that we sometimes encounter in life keep us from hearing it. We need to look for it. Listen for it so that we may join in with the song and help others hear it as well. And this is a part of praying without ceasing, staying in that mode of listening, paying attention to how God speaks to you because he's always speaking. Cultivate his presence and know that sometimes he will move you in a certain direction through a friend, a song playing, a movie you are watching, certain signs and symbols that might appear in your life. It might even be an event of beauty or some other seemingly coincidental event. Pay attention and God's music will uplift your heart. Really, there are no words for what God has done for me in my life. All I can think to do in response is to share it with others in this podcast, my books, and other aspects of Zenith Ministries. Because I'm not exactly very special. I know God wants to do what he's done for me for many others. And I've seen him do even more extraordinary miracles through others as well. But it is my pleasure to help anyone as they further advance in their journey to the Father to know God more and to experience the healing and peace that only he can give. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have enjoyed our message today, please give us a review and share it with others. Uh, We hope to continue to offer these messages free of charge to help others reach the heights of humanity. 